everyone. This is Anastasia from leafandpaw.com. This is my first podcast episode, and for those of you already familiar with my blog, Leaf and Paw, this is purely an accompaniment. So Leaf and Paw is about living with pets and plants harmoniously. Uh, I talk about pet-safe plants, basic plant care, and how to avoid your pets pillaging your plant family. I wanted to start my first podcast by basically bragging about how many plants I have. It's a lot. And instead of being that person, let me instead talk about how I got there. Maybe even enlighten and inspire you to create your own pet-friendly urban jungle for yourself. What is an urban jungle? I think you qualify if you have 20 plus plants that are strictly indoors, plants of all sizes all around your house. At this point, I have so many, I have my own ecosystem. It all began with Rudy, my largest rubber tree, who was purchased in 2015. I was working at a garden center at the time and was around plants of all sizes, mostly tropicals, like Rudy. Previously, I pretty much had a black thumb and assumed everything I touched would die. But I took a chance on Rudy, plus I got 20% off as an employee discount, so I decided to take a chance and take him home. Once settled in, Rudy was perfect. Surprisingly, a few weeks even passed and he was still alive and growing. I had never been so proud. Soon after, I brought home Sylvia, who was a giant snake plant over four feet tall. She wasn't very expensive and she was outgrowing her pot, so I decided to give her some TLC and take her home as well to join my one plant, Rudy. I had been in our house a year at that point, and it was still pretty empty, and I was on the hunt for some kind of interior inspiration. I became more and more interested in adding indoor tropicals instead of furniture in my house, and that fueled this desire to create my own urban jungle. So why has this indoor plant trend caught on so quick? Indoor plants are hotter than ever, and I really think there's a core human reason people are falling in love with plants. Plants symbolize nature and life and provide a structure and a character to our spaces. Sometimes, especially nowadays, they may supply the only greenery in small apartments and offices. And normally these spaces look pretty sterile, but plants offer a warmthness and a homey touch. As I began to build this urban jungle, I focused on adding plants that were healthy to my home, ones that would purify the air, clean the air, but I had to keep my cats in mind. I have two of them, and I very much wanted them to enjoy my jungle with me without getting poisoned, but I'll talk more about that later. If you look up urban jungle or even just plants on Instagram, you'll see what I mean. So many people are incorporating plant life into their homes, and I feel like my blog is more relevant than ever. I wanted to create a simple hanging gardens of Babylon aesthetic that can also purify all the toxins from my house. Is that really asking too much? I started building my jungle with what I liked. Large plants like Rudy and vines that I can drape from the ceiling with large leaves and different textures. My next pet safe plant was a five foot palm and a few funky succulents. Once I understood how light and temperature functioned in my house, I added in the pickier plants like ferns and bromeliads, which are really hard to keep alive. And the reason I also bought them was because they are actually cat and dog safe. So if you own a cat or a dog, this doesn't really just apply to cats. Have you noticed they enjoy your house plants as much as you do? Well, 
plants are kind of jungly to them too, and they could be fun to eat. But since acquiring more house plants, my cats seek them out, nap beneath them, and enjoy their company. They don't actually eat them. That's also why, despite this being a pet-friendly blog and podcast, I suggest incorporating large leaf plants in your home. The next plant I added was Monty, a gigantic, gorgeous Monstera deliciosa. I knew they can be toxic if ingested, but I never had a problem with either kitty eating my Monstera or my rubber tree. This leads me into the next part. Um, I get a lot of questions on my blog asking why I have these toxic plants like Monsteras and fiddle leaf figs and rubber trees. And the main reason I continue to purchase these plants is their leaf size, which I touched on a little bit before. So my cats and it seems cats in general like these stringy grass-like leaves that are easily chewable like palm trees and spider plants and cat grass. So I've never had a problem with cats or dogs chewing or even showing any interest in these large leaf plants since they seem more like furniture than a salad. The Monstera, for example, is no exception. Its leaves are kind of plasticky and I guess they just don't look very appetizing and they typically are very big, like 10 inches in diameter. Honestly, leaf size is key. So to those wondering if it's okay to get one of these beauties, I say yes, as long as your pets aren't destructive, consuming plant vacuums. In the end, you are the only one who knows your pet. I do tend to keep these medium-sized lush plants on pedestals a lot of the time, or just a few inches off the ground on a plant stand. My palm, I had to move at least five feet on a pedestal because my cats will obliterate it. My monster and rubber trees are on floor planters near windows, and they're never touched. I've really been trying to look for ways to make my indoors even more outdoors um, without inviting any bugs in. So I've been collecting pet-friendly plants for a while now, and I found that it's kind of a nice idea to create like a small garden area for your pets to explore. During one of my first leaf and paw photo shoots in my house, actually, I left my plants in these clumps uh, around my house for days, and my cats actually turned into panthers and just loved like the tropical jungle atmosphere that they were bringing. Especially for strictly indoor cats, which my two cats are, the greenery, um, the increased oxygen, and the air cleaning effects, they're all beneficial to keeping your cats healthy or your dogs. A bunch of fresh catnip in a pretty pot helps too. The payoff has been pretty wonderful. Having all of these leafy friends has not only unleashed a kind of zen in my house, but much better air quality and lots of cat forests to hide in. And that lush Babylonian interior that I was after actually came true. A few years ago, I began doing the Kunmari method of decluttering. So I replaced buying tchotchkes and useless decor with large-scale plants and cactuses for my side tables and bookshelves, not just knickknacks. Full disclosure, I'm not sponsored at all by Marie Kondo's book, The Life-Changing Art of Tidying Up, but it honestly changed my life, and everyone should read it. I hope this offers some kind of insight about how to begin to create an urban jungle for your personal space. Start by making a list of the look you want, and go from there. Become familiar with plant shapes, textures, and varieties. I really encourage you to look at Pinterest, and Instagram is full of inspiration. 
um, and my blog, leafandpaw.com. So if you're not a plant parent yet, don't fret. Check out leafandpaw.com for lists of pet safe plants to get you started. I really try to make things as easy as possible to begin shopping for plants so that you can too have your own urban jungle. Thanks for listening and stay tuned for episode two coming out in a couple weeks.